enriching your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. It's Friend Friday, and today we have a special guest, Pamela Horton. I've had the privilege of going on her podcast, and we had the best discussion about mothers, which was really helpful to me after losing my mother. Pamela really has that knack for making people understand more about themselves. Prior to becoming a coach who works with a lot of people and a lot of companies to help their employees achieve their potential, Pamela earned her bachelor's degree in social work and her master's degree in organizational development. She practiced social work for nine years and she specialized in adolescence and family dynamics. And then she made the switch from social work to the world of business development in 2002. And she came full circle in the realm of personal development in 2011 when she was certified as a mentor coach. And I want to talk to you today about something that you told me is one of your areas of expertise where you really help people, Pamela. And that is the fact that sometimes people's biggest critic is that little voice inside their own heads. Definitely it is. Yeah. Amy, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you and everyone who's listening. Yeah. Our mind, we can either have it be our best friend or our worst enemy. We could either be our best own best friend or our very own worst enemy. And it depends on what it is that we are listening to and saying to ourselves. And that's where we were, what we were talking about last time. How do you first of all, figure out whether you are your best friend or your worst enemy? When you are unable to look in the mirror and say things like, I'm beautiful, or I'm so energized today, I'm awesome, I love people, people love me, it's kind of, and I want to talk about this for a second in, in, a, in a moment or two, but if you're unable to look in the mirror and say positive things to yourself, you are being your worst case scenario. You're being your, your own enemy versus your own best friend. It is when you can look in the mirror and honestly say and feel the things that you are set, telling yourself that are of positive nature, where you really fall in love with yourself and you become your own best friend, your own best advocate. So then let's say you look in the mirror and you don't like see this positive person and you don't feel all empowered by your own abilities. What's the first step that you take? Mm. I just want, I want to preface this, that we all are born. My, my belief is that we are all born perfect and whole. And if each of you can even just imagine a picture of yourself when you were an infant, or if you can actually remember and have a memory of when you were an infant or a toddler, you came into this world with zero beliefs. You came into the world with zero baggage, fears, no fears, no uh, desires. We came into the world with these very physical needs that we knew were going to be met because they've been met the entire time that we were in our mother's womb. And through life, those that have loved us and cared for us, they had fears and blocks and worries and concerns and didn't so feel so great about themselves. And it was our time with our, our, love, our caregivers, authority figures, that we learned and inherited their fears and their not so nice way of talking to themselves because it was actually given to us. We learned how not to talk to ourselves very nicely. 
And when we recognize that we are in that state of mind, when we are being harsh to others, whether it's inside our head or to ourselves inside of our head, one of the best things that we could do, it's similar to stop, drop, and roll, right? If we're on fire, we stop, drop, and roll. If our mind is on fire with just nasty, critical things, I invite people to relax, release, and receive. Relax in the moment and observe and identify that you are actually being very critical of yourself. Just identify it and name it for what it is. It is what it is. And when you're at that space of relaxing into the moment and identifying where you're at, you are then able to release and work through the judgments and the assumptions and the conclusions that you are hearing yourself say, whether it is about yourself, again, or other people. And once you release those judgments, you can then actually receive the very thing that you were looking for. And and I'll give you an example. If I'm looking in the mirror and I have, um, I'm experiencing adult acne, for example, and I just hear myself just critically saying to myself, oh, I can't believe you're 47 years old. You're experiencing this adult acne. What is going on? What am I doing wrong? I can't, I look hideous, whatever the case may be. Okay, relax in that moment. Stop yourself. And then actually say, I I understand what I'm doing. I hear the words that I'm saying, and I'm going to release that right now. And I'm releasing the judgment of being harsh on myself. And then I can receive the peace. And ultimately, my, my attention no longer is on that adult acne. It actually is on being grateful or whatever comes in that moment after you release those harsh judgments. That's great advice. And I'm going to come back to that after our break. We're going to pause right now for a word from our sponsor, and it actually fits right into this conversation because I know, Pamela, you like learning new things and learning new skills, and so do I. And that's why I was thrilled when The Great Courses Plus decided to sponsor the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast because that means that I get to watch any one of their thousands of lectures that interest me. They have courses from university professors and Other experts like you on psychology, history, self-improvement, science, the arts, anything you can think of, my listeners can start watching The Great Courses Plus for free for a whole month today. Just sign up at thegreatcoursesplus.com slash soup. And I've been watching a course that will interest you called Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, Techniques for Retraining Your Brain which I love because everyone tells me that that's what I do anyway. I'm always forcing myself to try new things, confront the things that scare me. And that's actually how cognitive behavioral therapy works. My biggest problem area right now is sleeping through the night. And I watched a great lecture with some tips that I'm using to help me do that. And I saw another one where the psychologist was giving a woman really good advice on how to use forgiveness to free herself of all the resentments that were holding her back. The cool thing is that you can stream the courses on any of your devices. They let you download them, too, if you want to watch them when you don't have internet access. So right now, listeners to this podcast can start watching The Great Courses Plus for free for a whole month, as many lectures as you want. Go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash soup to sign up. Make sure you remember to type the, it's thegreatcoursesplus.com. And remember to type slash soup to get one month for free. All right. So Pamela, here's what I want to ask you. There's a corollary, I think, 
to that biggest critic being that negative voice in your own head. And that is something that I've experienced once in a while called imposter syndrome. Um, have you experienced that? Absolutely. <laughs> I think we all do. It's a part of our it's a part of our process of growing and evolving and becoming even um, I want to say aware of and becoming self-actualized. If you the, the imposter syndrome can be very deafening and um, it is a very big, I, I respectfully say buzzkill to our lives. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who had just been given a new assignment in her company, and she was doing something really difficult and really, really amazing and impressive. And she was saying, like, I can't believe I'm doing it. Like, why does anybody think I know what I'm doing? And I said, well, they assigned it to you because they knew you could do it. And I've been watching you and you're already doing it really, really well. And I said to her, you're experiencing imposter syndrome. And it seems to affect women more than men, right? There is actually a study that was done several years back, um, and I think the percentage was 77% of women were more affected by the imposter syndrome because we're not we're not trained to become leaders. And usually when women step into a leadership role, um, that's when the syndrome definitely kicks in. I think we're more self-effacing also. You know how like if something is broken in your house, your husband will just be like, step away, I'll take care of it, right? Even if, fixers, yes. <laughs> right, even if he can't fix it any better than you could fix it, but men just assume they can do these things. And I don't know what's wrong with us women. Sometimes we just don't have that amount of self-confidence. Well, actually, I want to, I want to, I'm going to challenge you there lovingly um, because our language, the way that we communicate with our minds is everything. When we, when you just said, I don't know what's wrong with us women, we seem to, and I forget the end of the statement, there really is, there's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with men. There's nothing wrong with women. But those statements, when we, when we speak, not being aware of what we're saying, we speak our existence. We speak things into existence. First, we think about them. And then what we think about actually comes to fruition. So if we're constantly worried, if we're constantly bashing ourselves, if we're constantly putting ourselves down, we're going to reside in this low energetic kind of space that's going to keep us there. But if we can become aware of the dialogue that we're actually having with ourselves, and, and I'll give you a tip in a moment how to do that, another one. If we can become, and when we become aware of what it is actually that we are speaking into existence, when we change that, our lives absolutely change. Our lives open up. We, we drop any kind of facades and any masks that we're wearing because we ultimately recognize that we don't need those masks. Everything really is fine, just the way that it is, more than fine. And one of the ways to catch us saying those nasty things or having that really bad dialogue with our mind is pay attention to our body language. If you are sitting slumped over or if your posture while you're standing is not really great or if your facial expressions, if we can become aware of what our face is doing at any given moment or if we're tapping consistently or, or constantly moving our leg, then we are not in the moment. We are not aware of what it is our state of mind is in and our state of mind and then what is really what is causing the dialogue. And so when we become aware of our body language and our facial expressions, for example, we can kind of hone in and again, relax into that situation and then begin to understand what those judgments are and then move forward. You're totally right. When I said, I don't know what's wrong with us, we don't always think we can do something. I was being so negative. I guess what I should have said was, 
What I like about women is that we don't go into a situation assuming we already know everything, and so we're more open to new ideas and advice for how to do something. That would be a more positive approach, right? I would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a practice. We have we're we're one big walking habit, Amy. All of us. We 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 brush our hair the same exact way, we shower the same way, we eat dinner the same way, we do everything the same way day in and day out. And that that also applies to the words again and the language that we use. And it's one big habit or practice. And to begin to change the habit requires us taking down our defenses and becoming aware, as I keep mentioning. And again, a beautiful way of doing that is through our body language. Yeah. So if you could just adjust your body language, say you're in a conversation and just lean in a little bit and look directly at the person, does that change everything? That simple practice of remembering to lean in and look directly at the person? I think that's a very beautiful experience and an example. Yes, because if you've ever, if you've done it and you look back at when those times you did do it, you were honing in on the individual and making it all about the other individual versus what was going on in your mind. And when you do that, also make that practice, you lean in, you honor the other individual, you pay attention to what it is that they're saying without thinking about what you're going to say next. It really just, it, it, it makes it a very gentle experience and it makes it an available, the time makes it available to you to consciously shift how you're feeling about yourself in that space and in that time. You know, I think you have given us so much great advice today and I wish we were doing this in person because I think on video, this would be amazing. I'd love to be <sighs> leading in and listening to you right now. I, I'm going to have to have you come back to give us some more advice. This is just so practical and doable, and we can all implement this so quickly. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That would be great. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast, Pamela. I'm Amy thank Newmark. You. If you want to learn more about Pamela Horton, please go to her, web, her website, callingtherealyou.com. Come back Monday for inspiration of a different kind. We're going to talk about Canadian kindness and how Canadians have been welcoming Syrian refugees. Thanks, Pamela. Thank you. 